Well, I'm just thinking, like, you can't drink enough. Your liver's lilied. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's a big insult for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lily liver. Hello, fellow fumblers, and welcome to another episode of the Film Fumblers Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a samurai movie named Harakiri. This movie was directed by Masaki Kobayashi and released in 1962. So without further ado, my name is Adrian. I'm Jay. I'm Taryn. Hey, it's James. All right, boys. Are we all drinking sake? Is that... Uh, uh... Sure, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had some. I wish, man. I'm, I'm just drinking uh, gin again. I feel like I drink gin pretty often. Whiskey for me. Gin Tito's, whiskey. as always. Some nasty vodka. Gin, whiskey, vodka, vodka. <laughs> All right, cheers, guys. Bottoms up. Cheers. Cheers, cheers mates. Uh, uh, uh. Wow. Boy, that's something. Ooh, I need something. <sighs> Ooh. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> what are you guys drinking on the side? Like I said earlier, not a sponsor. Santa Fe Breweries, uh, hard seltzer, very bubbly, very champagne-y. Little boozy. Not a sponsor. Little little boozy. There's a little bit of lemon. A little bit of lemon. I love the can. It's nothing but lemons. I don't know if y'all. Oh, I know. It's really cool. It's a nice can. It's really cool. But I'm drinking. um, What do you say, Taryn? Oishi? Yeah. Whiskey? Oishi. What, is that, what does that mean? Delicious? Oishi means delicious. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the name with the H. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah, it's... Um, delicious whiskey. It's not bad. I'm not too versed in Japanese whiskeys, but it's okay. Yeah. We got a Roni seltzer and as backup. Bud Light Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's that Even lemonade? How's that lemonade? You know what? It's pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. Believe I, agree. It, I don't believe it. Okay. It's pretty damn good. Okay. And I got all they had. BL Seltz. BL Seltz. I'm, I'm kind of double fisting here because I opened this up in the pre-show. I'm going to go White Claw. So. Hey, what flavor is your BL Seltz? <clears throat> mango. Mango. He's the only person who says mango. Are we drinking? Mango? What? Are we drinking three different Seltz? Mango, mango, seltzers? mango. Whoa. Wow. Nice. Holy shit. The synergy, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone okay. locked in except for me. I'm okay. I'm dropping the ball tonight. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I didn't know what to expect at all with this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I. 1962 Japanese samurai movie. I mean, I've never seen anything in that genre, you know. So I had no expectations going into this, but. Yeah, what's everyone's opening thoughts? Have you guys, are you guys experienced with this type of movie or anything like that? Let's do, let's go to Taryn first because he was kind of the one to suggest this genre and to kind of go into this. So, throwing you on the yeah. spot, Taryn. So, I've been, I've been wanting to watch these old Japanese samurai movies for a long time and I finally dove in. And this was the first one that I watched a couple months ago. And I've seen two since that are different. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really cool, man. Like, I don't know how many old, old movies you guys have seen, 
but yeah, it's just like a different feel, you know? It's so yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, 100% is. And I like watching this, I was like, man, I feel like I guess I haven't seen a lot of old movies cuz this is like I mean, granted it's an old movie from another country from the 60s and it's but still just the feel of an old movie. I'm just like, man, I don't experience this probably enough. Like I probably need to watch more old movies. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you if this is the oldest movie you have that, you guys have ever that's, seen. And that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, what? Like, okay, so so when when does color start getting into play here? Like I'm 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 literally that ignorant about when color comes into play. Like I don't even I don't know. I don't know the date. Like, it's like is late this 60s? movie really that old? Like it doesn't feel that old. And it's, really? it's just interesting. I thought it did feel really old. I mean, I don't know. Well, I again, granted, it's also, it's also a period piece, right? So it's yeah, it's not well, it's sure. not set in 1962. Yeah. So it's supposed to you know, yeah. Yeah. I agree with James that it didn't feel old to me. I, I was surprised at how much it didn't feel old yeah. being how old it was. I mean, there's some things that are obvious, like jarring things that stick out that are like, sure. okay, that's kind of bad or whatever. Yeah, products like, of the time, like, yeah. especially right. like the violence and stuff is not anywhere near like it is now or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, oldest movie, I, I don't, maybe this is wrong. I mean, outside of like snippets of Chaplin stuff, probably. Mm -hmm. Um. It's probably Rear Window, which is 1954 and is in color. So oh, it's in color. See? So like that's what well, I was wondering. But like, also, where... when is it? When is it popularized to be in shot in color? Is another is kind of another thing, right? Well, that was yeah. not, that was like the whole thing. Technicolor is like the brand, right? That came out oh, right. with with uh, modernized oh, with, with that film, color the... film. I think oh, is okay. what is that's shot in Technicolor. Yeah. Yeah um yeah because i mean it wasn't like a, a flip of a switch where it was like okay everyone in the industry we're going color now mm -hmm. so it, it's got to you know they had to have adopted it for sure yeah um, yeah i wonder if it was more expensive and shit something like that back to back black and white movies by the way for the film film yeah. universe kind of yeah very far apart <laughs> crazy yeah right and it, it's funny like did did the lighthouse feel well, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't even know. Lighthouse feels... Did the lighthouse feel older? No, no, <laughs> I don't know. Obviously not. Yeah. Somehow, well, but um, maybe that's like a product of the actors, too. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess it... I don't know. That's a hard question. I just... Yeah. I wanted to cut in on something real quick. Uh, Wizard of Oz was 1939. What? Oh, was oh. Well, there you go. Really? That's, was I was, so... was going to mention Wizard of Oz, and I was like, I don't want to be dumbass. <laughs> Well, that's that's not probably stupid. The that's probably the oldest that. movie we've all seen. Like everyone's oh, yeah, seen it. Yeah, that's true. And that's Ooh. color. And they they cut you in in black and white, and then they take you into color, which was a really interesting yeah, it was like a narrative ah. reason, right? When I saw that, because I was should watch that movie, huh? We need It'd to be interesting. I'm already like having so much to say. Yeah, we we when I should. when I saw that movie, I was probably like seven or something, and whoever it was put it on, and it came in in black and white and i was like i'm upset like i don't want this <laughs> turn this shit off and then it went color and i was like okay all right this is, this is fine but Were now i have a much bigger appreciation for black and white mm -hmm. after especially yeah. after this movie yeah yeah um and i think you know to kind of get into like turn was it turn that said i think you said how certain things about this movie dated a little bit like the the violence and like how it's not you know super but I think what they make up for with that, w without having all of the violence, is just like 
being creative with it and, and also like mm-hmm. just having pretty good writing. Like the, the writing in this oh, movie yeah. was really yeah. good. Really and they, they focus on that a lot more. Which I think like there was this there was this age in like two thousand to two thousand ten where they were just like, Hey, we have special effects now, guys. Like let's dump everything we can into that and then throw everything else out. Yeah. Where like there was this weird time for action or like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Transformers yeah. and shit like yeah. that. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're forced to make a good movie with a good story because that's yeah. all you have. Yeah. You yeah. don't have anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, but, I, like, but I mean, man, they did they did so much with with their cinematography and yeah, everything. Just to, just the framing of every shot was just perfect. It's, it's, it's yeah, very it's very important. good, and and the pan every pan shot was just fucking dope. I loved every so pan cool, shot. Man. And, also, yeah, I was gonna talk about the zooming in. It, it, for some reason, yeah. it feels so much more impactful when they're zooming in yeah. on something. You're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Like, yeah. Why I love that? those shots, dude. Yeah. I love them, and we don't see them very often anymore. Like, I feel like Tarantino uses them. Yeah, I feel like it was very Tarantino-y. because maybe... it yeah. it feels yeah. retro, right? Yeah, it has like yeah. this old yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in in some ways, it's. I think if you were to see it in modern things, like too much, it would it would feel really cheesy really easily. Yeah, you know, and, and Tarantino is. To be able to play with that line, right? But yeah, other directors maybe just aren't don't want to go there. So, you do know? you think that um, Tarantino is like a bad example of those, or where it feels che- cheesy, like those cut? Because because when I was no. watching it, I was like, uh, I was like, okay, I can see he kind of picks from those kind of. Shots yeah, he definitely pays homage to like all this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I feel I like it's more of a tribute than like trying to be cool or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't overuse them, and I don't think they were overused here. But I think if they were overused, they would lose all of the impactfulness. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. But every time it happened, I was like, "Yes, mm-hmm. I love it." Yeah. Dude, yeah. the pans. I swear, one of them where you're going down a hallway backwards or something, you can like hear the creaking of the whatever they put the camera on. Oh, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if that's what that is. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't catch that, but I'm like I mean, one time. 62 right that's what yeah, 80 years ago no 60 years ago 60 yeah yeah six years ago a lot of things have changed right and most of those things have advanced rapidly in the last like 20 years so for sure we're working with old stuff here one thing oh, yeah. that was very weird and noticeable and it kind of didn't make sense was why didn't they just shave their heads why did they use bald caps did you guys notice that they were very mm very noticeably bald caps yeah because like everybody really had weird. everybody had yeah. the same kind of sideburns that were definitely like pasted on it was bald oh. cap like that was super noticeable and i, was I like, didn't notice not just shave the head you didn't notice that it, at I all it was, i, I thought I it was very jarring <laughs> like yeah wow yeah interesting yeah i assumed <laughs> because of the like top knots and the hair they would leave that it wasn't it i'm i'm like pretty damn sure that it was uh bald caps because all of them were very similar everyone had the mm. very similar sideburns like it was it was weird it was weird yeah so I, I guess maybe i just attributed that to like their tradition like everyone you have to do this like haircut or something mm-hmm. maybe oh, may- yeah i didn't think about yeah. that either i just never thought about that that's crazy huh i thought yeah. in terms of appearance the main character i i don't remember his name off the top uh hanshiro Sugumo, I don't know. Sugumo. He yeah. looked so distinct compared to everyone oh, yeah. else. Yeah. 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 I think um well, he was uh, that Chijua as, as <clears throat> well. 
he was like very dirty and like kind of older yeah. sad yeah. Guy, right he looked like poor quote unquote like how yeah, he was right. supposed to right yeah yeah, yeah. As a, as a ronin so let, let's kind of go into just about what the samurai are who they were they pretty much had masters that they were hired to protect and during great times of peace they a lot of them were unemployed so either their master died or they you know whatever happened they don't have work so a ronin is a term for a samurai who doesn't have a master and it's actually I, I looked it up it's interesting they still that's that term is still sometimes used i don't know how often but in modern times to refer to somebody who's unemployed or to somebody who got out of secondary school but hasn't been gotten into university kind of thing. So it's just kind of a cool little thing that they still throw that word, but it's original was from a samurai without work. Um, So yeah, it's, I I don't know, before watching this, I didn't really know much about samurai at all. And I mean, I've heard the word, you know, seppuku, but so harakiri and seppuku is there does anyone know like if what the difference is there like is it it's, it's the same literally the same okay. yeah okay I feel yeah like i, I want to say seppuku is like the actual name of the um perf- like performance whatever the heck you want right. to call that yeah but then harakiri i think hara and kiri is cut and belly which i don't know which one is right. which i'm butchering this but like belly. yeah yeah it's more literal i feel mm. like oh. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, which um, for those of you who don't know, we kind of gave it, yeah, it's where a samurai, it's like an honorable way for them to, to die. Similar to like the Vikings where they would have the Atastup where they would jump off a cliff and it's like an honorable way to kill yourself. They disembowel themselves with their own samurai sword and and then get their head chopped off yeah, by someone else. So, so that was the one weird thing is like, okay, so like it's known as being honorable, but you remember... What is his name? Sugomo? What is his name? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He um he's mentioning to his son in law that, that people are doing that and they say that it's shameful. That it's shameful to do that. So Well so that what, was what one the, thing that was kind of huh. I think what's what's shameful is is that the there are Ronin who are going to that temple who are pretending that they want to commit Harakiri, uh, yeah. but they're right. doing it only to because they've heard they'll give them money to just leave because yeah, yeah. they think exactly. you know so that's the shamefulness of it not necessarily the actual act of oh, it the actual act okay right mm-hmm. um th- their motive is what shame what shameful okay um yeah so pretty interesting i mean you know we have sagumo i'm gonna have such a hard time saying these characters names um he's introduced first at the temple and he's saying that he wants to um, perform harakiri at their temple and the temple is just really skeptical skeptical about it and you know they think he's just trying to get money and he they mentioned right away oh you're from that particular master do you know um this character named chijiwa and at first he says no i don't know i, I guess um i don't know when i was watching it it it's uh i don't know chijiwa's character like felt like Obviously, it was going to be really important, but you, this movie takes a while to kind of get back to him. Like, it focuses on Tsukuma like a lot for like a long time before it even mentions that they do know each other, which yeah. is kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, go ahead, Jay. Well, I was I was going to say I think they. For me, it was like a good. I guess it was like a good misdirect, like just having no idea what this movie was going to be about, right? Like, I kind mm-hmm. of expected like action. 
and action yeah. is probably the last thing on the list here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that, and that's not a bad thing. Like the right. movie, you know, it was very interesting and I was like sucked in and yeah. I was just kind of like, you know, it, I just bought it all. Like, okay, yeah, he doesn't know him. It makes sense. There's mm-hmm. a lot of the people working for this guy. You wouldn't know everybody. Yeah. Sure. You know, um, okay. And then I just thought he was kind of using him as like a tale to explain their skepticism, right? Of like, right. Mm-hmm. well, we had this guy who, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's what's super interesting is Samurai, you would imagine it's like, oh, it's all duels and like war and all this crazy stuff. But like a lot of these movies are very dramatic and like criticisms of the Samurai way, like how people used to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're used to criticize current times, basically. But uh, going back to what you were saying about, I lost my train of thought trying to say that whole thing. My bad. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, I, uh, I feel like I was, I mean, in school, you know, there's like a light touch on samurais, maybe. They don't really spend a ton of time there. You might learn a thing or two. You might read like Confucianism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you kind of forget how like it makes sense that there's not a lot of action right they're very methodical like it's a whole thing and they're super intentional and like it shows even in their fighting which is really interesting yeah right which yeah i mean to kind of go into like their fighting and and i think like one of the themes about this movie is hypocrisy where that temple you know they they pretend to you know be so honorable and like try to be like live the samurai way, but they're just liars. Like the, the counselor of this thing is just a complete liar. He, he's trying to cover up everything that's happening. And all of the, all of the other samurai there aren't really good fighters. Like they're, they're all younger. They're not um, experienced in battle. Yeah, and I think right. there was, there's a line about it where, you know, if it's like learning to swim on land or something, like yeah. until you're actually in the water, you won't know it, that you, if you, how well you can actually swim. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. see that with, Sugumo's character, he's older, he's battle trained, he's battle hardened. And, you know, towards the, you know, the end fight scene, he's kicking all their ass, you know, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, sure. it's interesting that they, they act so noble and that they're, they're so high up in this way, but they don't really know much about it. Yeah, they talk a lot about the facade and I loved all that stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. But, and it's, and it's relatable. Like, I, you know, to me, it felt like you can put a direct, like, current times political spin on it and it would still like play out you know mm-hmm. that's is that what you were saying Taryn? that that a lot of these um samurai movies are critiquing critiquing both the time that they are depicting and the time that they are made yeah 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 for sure uh, yeah right yeah definitely relevant um <clears throat> Yeah. So okay. So yeah, I actually remember what I was going to say, <laughs> which is um, how you guys are talking about watching it for the first time, and it's like super weird and like I don't know. I watched this once ago, like I said, and I watched it again this morning, just kind of as a like recap, and I like understood it so much more. Like remembering all the names and stuff, I was like, holy shit, the story is so intricate and 
like totally well done like yeah i was mm -hmm. so impressed the second time way more than the first time yeah i think it's hard when especially and it's a totally different language than ours it's hard to yeah. jump right into it you're like okay what's all this this clan this place all these different words that don't even directly translate like into our language so right. it's kind of hard to get into initially yeah. I think mm -hmm. I told you guys I tried to I tried to watch this movie twice over this last week and I fell asleep twice. <laughs> which which I don't know, it's not it, it doesn't say that it's a bad thing. Right. Or maybe I just had a really bad week. <laughs> I don't know. But, You're um, also really drunk. It, it so. just no, no. Um hard to keep up with. Yeah, it's just yeah. hard to keep up with unless like you are totally ready to dive into something of this nature, I think. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I was wondering, it, like, at least the version I watched, there was a lot of interesting words in the dub, or not the dubs, the subtitles that I thought, uh, you know, I was like, I don't know if they actually have a direct translation for this word in Japanese. Like, I was wondering how much of that is like, you know, well, here's the closest thing, but like, maybe it is more impactful in Japanese. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right. Even look at English. Like, I mean, we talk way differently today than we did in 1962. So you have like the double where it's like, it's, it's a movie based in the 1600s, filmed in 1962, translated into English, and then we're watching it in 2020. So there's like multiple layers of like right. this, these language barriers that I don't know how much of an effect that really has. It's hard to kind of tell um, for sure. Yeah. So. I remember one that stuck out was like, someone called someone lily livered and i was like back then maybe like that was intimidating or something but now it's like kind of lame to yeah, say that yeah the, you know the what way I mean? it was translated in the time there was yeah there was some definitely old school english like slang <laughs> yeah, yeah like i'm sure that term would have been more intimidating with today's words or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Lily what would that be today <laughs> I, I don't know um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, what? No, I'm just thinking, like, you can't drink enough. Your liver's lilied. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's a big insult for us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking lily liver. Yeah, there's, no, there's no lily liver fumblers, uh, I'll tell you that. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, to kind of stay on the language and just the writing, I, I think with, you know, again, with our last black and white movie, very poetic and i think you know that's also something that maybe just has to do with you know japanese language like there's you know certain quotes like and the three of us lived happily with the constant sound of warm laughter raising peaceful ripples around us like just the yeah, way so that good. things are written and, and it's just yeah. like oh man it's it's beautiful but that's what's crazy that's okay right. so like that's how beautiful is it in the native tongue and like not, probably that, not as like right? that's what i'm wondering like whoever fucking wrote this shit or or translated it like they did a a good job trying to bring it to us I think right? so yeah probably yeah i think um that's interesting like you you mentioned the line about the swimming on land there was a yeah. lot of those lines that were like and yeah like the one you just gave it's like a good little you know few lines it does feel like a poem right um, but there's a lot of one-liners, like with a lot of wisdom behind them and stuff. It was super interesting. It kind of goes back to like this whole, you know, samurai honor code, right. methodicalness, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, and a lot of that, like, I don't know if you call it advice. I mean, they kind of frame right here. He's uh, he's in the 
you know, the middle of the group and he's like, I'm going to tell you a story that may wind up being your fate someday or related to your fate someday, whatever he says, right? That's a big paraphrase. Mm -hmm. But like, it's so true. And it holds, I would say, probably close to the same weight today. Like a lot of those kind of timeless lessons and, you know, Well, yeah, I mean, and, and and we've even just turned them into memes, right? Like Confucius say, like, there's yeah. a whole series of memes about that. But it's directly, like, in this movie, um, Chijiwa is a teacher, and he's teaching the children Confucius. Like, so it's right. just very ingrained and, you know. It you made know. me think of uh, Mr. Paddleti a lot, if you guys had him. Oh, man. Shout out Mr. to West Mesa crew. Yeah. Um, he actually taught... Yeah, he taught the philosophy class, which was like a really uh, experimental course. Like it wasn't right. officially like a thing and they were kind of just trying it. Um, but I had him for a history class and then took the philosophy class and it was really good. Like I'm sure movies like this would have probably made the curriculum at some point, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really, I mean, essentially it was like a world's religions in a way too. Like we, you know, right. I remember focusing a lot on Eastern religion and kind of culture mm-hmm. and stuff, but. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, yeah, so I guess kind of uh, go forward. I, I think um, it's interesting, like, Saguma's character, just, like, the patience that they have with him is so interesting to me. Like, initially, Saguma's like, oh, I've never heard of this Chijua guy. And then he's just like, actually, guys, not only do I know him, he's my son-in-law. Like, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's, a, right. he's like, he's somewhat of an acquaintance of mine. I'm like, <laughs> no, what yeah. the fuck? What kind of but disrespect like, is so this? Cool. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah. you know, you just know, like, he's he's completely lying about everything. And then they're just like, all right, well, we're just going to hear him out. Like, we got nothing better to do. I guess there's no war. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but beautifully done. I, I loved the, the sequencing. And I don't know how popular that was in the 60s where just like recounting a story you know like where it's not happening during you know it's not in live it's just a, mm-hmm. it's, like it's flashbacks about storytelling Flashback, yeah. yeah um but really well done like the way they you know the way partly he's describing it just verbally and the other part we're actually there watching the scenes happen yeah it, it goes, was really really it well goes done. back to what jay says you know you have to use everything to your advantage you know and this mm-hmm. the way that this story is presented and played out puts the audience right into the the story like you everything's Mm -hmm. unraveling and it and you're so engaged and you're i think maybe it's from uh, from our point of view in our age like you know we're we ready like we're trying to like figure out and pick all the pieces like our (laughs) our our attention span is like really short and we're like really trying to pick the pieces and i'm wondering if like people watching that back then like we're always trying to jump to conclusions because like when i was watching it like my mind was like oh this i was like trying to think of what was going to happen but it wasn't yeah yeah, it wasn't anything like they were giving you each little crumb give you a little bit of crumb here a little crumb there and then (laughs) towards the end you have the whole piece of bread Mm -hmm. yeah and to to touch into more about like the storytelling and and how the how the audience is like where the audience perspective is initially when this when the flashbacks are happening when the story is happening the um audience is like in Sugumo's perspective where the counselors are telling him what happens what happened to chijiwa but later on in the movie it's flipped and now we're in Sugumo's perspective or we're in the counselor's perspective into Sugumo is telling 
the story and, and we as the audience don't know either way kind of thing. And so it's just like the way that they kind of flip that, I don't know, it was fun. It like kept it interesting. Like, and, and yeah. you're just like, oh, I really do want to know this story. And that's yeah. why I'm just like, actually, I do. I get why all of the counselors were down to hear it because I was interested. <laughs> like, I was like, what happens next? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I love the way you put that, Jan. So they right. give you the crumbs and then you have the whole piece of bread at the end. And it was like, it, yeah, in today's world where there's movies like this, like they do just kind of hand it to you right away, mm. or you know, and they just want to satisfy the audience. Because this is slow burny, right? It's a little it's slow, slow burnish. Yeah, like, like you're kind of like, okay, and 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 especially with the the delivery of the lines, everything is really slow, and like, right. And then they like show a reaction for like a few seconds, and like everything's super. Yeah, it's, it's letting you Even marinate. You know, there's such a patience to it all. I feel like, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think it all plays on the samurai way of this, like yep. everything is very calculated or thought, thoughtful, right? Like, but the yeah, going back to the the storytelling and stuff, the uh, I was getting like, and maybe this is a product of like 2020 and all the things that have happened in the last like few years is like when they were they would cut to like a flashback. They would come back to like the present time where he's given the spiel. And then they'd be like, okay, let's get the ceremony going. And then he would just be like, wait, yeah, yeah. right. And I just like, <laughs> you know, but every time I was like, but give it to me. Yeah, I don't, you know, right. Oh, there's more. Yeah, exactly. But every single time, I'm just like, are you serious? They're not just going to kill this guy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I, what I think what I love too is um, just, Sugumo, the actor who plays Sugumo, I don't, I don't know his name. Um, so good. Like I was actually blown away by his acting performance. Like mm -hmm. the way he, so he, he's a, he's playing a character who has completely nothing to lose, like mm -hmm. nothing to lose. He's going into that temple and he knows that he's not leaving alive. Yeah. So he has all the, literally all the time in the fucking world. He doesn't care. And mm -hmm. like the way he delivers that attitude and when he's asking for the second, what is it called? The second hand man, basically the person who cuts the head off after you disembowel yourself. Yeah. How he keeps asking like, oh, I want this person. Or like, that person's actually out sick. And he's like, how curious. You know, and, just like, <laughs> and then he asks for somebody else and they're yeah. also sick, right? It's, and it's yeah. It's the way he poker face. Yeah. Even when they're telling yeah. you about Chichiwa, like he's probably livid inside, but he's just keeping it cool. Like, yeah. all right, tell me what happened. What do, you, what do you think happened? Dude, his laugh is fucking iconic. It's, it's good. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's so good. But my yeah. personally, my favorite part that just blew me away. So I was like, okay, got all these hardened samurais. And then when we get little Kingu in the story, in the picture, oh, yeah. this hardened... Kingo? Kingo. Yeah, um, the Kingo. You get this hardened samurai that just kind of just melts. He melts his hard yeah. armor exterior, yeah. and he just becomes this human like it's it's so fucking crazy that that's what blew me away like i was not expecting to see like any sort of family dynamic in this movie at all and it was just crazy yeah they do character development backwards in time you know like where just of how they're telling the story but it's mm -hmm. beautiful like i think that's a, another ode has acting right like for sure yeah but that part it really like i'm glad you brought this up because it really like it was so relatable to me now, like seeing because we <laughs> had a baby about six months ago, 
and our parents, right, becoming grandparents, that <laughs> happens. That is real. They <laughs> melt like nothing. <laughs> they become people that you are just like didn't even know were in there, right? <laughs> even the most hardened of like parental figures, like my dad, <clears throat> completely melts when he's around the baby and holding her and stuff. Yeah. And so to see that, like in this movie again, 1962, I was just like, "Yep, like I've seen this in real life, and this is 100 percent how it is." They, <laughs> they're singing, they're like, moving, you know, yeah. that's real. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. making yeah. funny faces. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting because yeah. well, that's the first, first grandchild for both sides, right? So it's yeah, like you got to see that parents. two times. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so one scene that I that I really really want to talk about, I think maybe one of the most powerful scenes in the in the entire movie, the first attempt, I guess you would call it, at Sopuko at at um, so brutal, man. Oh, wow! And um, very very briefly, I know a lot of people listening to this may not watch the movie. Um, to kind of go over it, the character that commits uh, Harakiri Sopuku first is Chijua. And so he is, the story goes where he's basically very poor. His wife is deathly ill. His baby is deathly ill. And he it just needs money to, for them to see a doctor. So he's pretty much sells everything that he has. He, he sells his samurai sword, which is, we find how important that is. Like that a samurai's soul is in their sword, as they say a few times. And yeah. he, he pawns them off and he trades, replaces them with bamboo swords. So... The temple forces him to attempt to commit seppuku with a bamboo sword and just the weight of the scene like i was just like they're not really gonna make him do this right and <laughs> they do um i mean Dude, picture that's... yeah go ahead Jay. it blew me away like there's even times where just like thinking about the situation i was like i don't know if i can look at this <laughs> like it was that and like we've seen like crazy gory horror movies but this was just something different i was yeah. like he's not gonna do this with bamboo right and he starts and you're just like what? it was crazy <laughs> yeah yeah so i was not expecting that much like blood and gore like not really gore but you know what i mean because in america back then you couldn't do anything you couldn't show even like the slightest reference to sex or violence or anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they're gonna like start and then like pull away or something. But like how much they showed was so impactful. Like it's like what they're not showing is enough to make you just sick inside. You know what I mean? Yep. Jeez. I mean, even even describing, even just describing it for like our listeners who haven't seen the movie, you can just picture how gruesome that is. Just saying somebody trying to impale themselves and disembowel themselves with a stick. You know, yeah, like, what, they mentioned yeah. something later. It's like this won't even cut tofu. Like, yeah, right, <laughs> like right. the softest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it plays back into how like these people who are making him do this are like so full of themselves, or they have no idea yeah. like the the disgrace that they truly do bring on themselves. Mm -hmm. And this guy doing this with a bamboo sword is like elevating this experience of honor to like a whole other level yeah but and they the, end up I giving him tons of props <laughs> like they're like but like in like a backhanded crazy. way yeah, it feels yeah, like, yeah, like it's like, like an insult yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. it's but it's in reality you see the difference in the sides right like he is actually willing 
to go through with this. Not only like, I mean, it's brutal enough as it is, but you're going to turn that up to 10 and then they're going to downplay it all over, right? They laugh about it. Happening. Yeah, laugh about it. It's insane. They make, they make him suffer before they kill him. Like, yeah, I mean, because that's the whole thing about seppuku is like when you when you disembowel yourself, like Terrence said, they cut your head clean off. So they're like, okay, you did it. Good, good night. You know, like, but they force him to. He's at. He's literally begging them, strike me, strike me, and they just wait. And the, and that moments, the, just the seconds that they're waiting, it's like he just finally intense. just takes it into his own hands. He's like. I'm biting my tongue off. I'm ending this myself, dude. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't realize he did that until like they mentioned. It. I was like, Jesus oh, yeah, you're Christ, right. man. Yeah. yeah, that was brutal. Oh man. And they, but they see they turn that into a bad thing, and you know, it's, oh, they're right. like, you know, he didn't wait for it to happen or whatever, which is total bullshit. Like the dude just went through the more in like a crazy way more insane thing that they will ever go through in their entire lives right and they're just ragging on them yeah yeah it was infuriating <laughs> yeah um so i think to just touch on chijo's character like just the the depth that that he had to have been going through because again they they talk about james mentioned this earlier about how dishonorable it is to go to say you're going to commit harakiri only for money um with that intention and so he knows he even says himself like wow that's disgraceful yeah and you you know the audience doesn't know exactly why he's doing it yet but it's it's crazy because he's going there with, with the slight hope that he will get money and leave but i think also he knew that hey, this might not work, and I may actually have to kill myself. Like, yeah. you know, but he asks for you know one or two days of respite to go. And I think I think he wasn't when we we're watching it the first time, and he's saying he wants to leave. I think as the audience, we're just like this motherfucker. He just wants to leave to skip yeah. town. But after it kind of develops, I'm just like, I think he just wants to leave to close the ties with his family, yeah. and I think he will return and kill himself. Yeah, maybe get some actual swords. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure, but I, you just have that sense of like he is actually honorable. I think, and this was just a a man fighting for his family on and his very last whim that he possibly could. And you know, I think that he would have for sure went back and done it. So it's heavy, really heavy. Definitely, see a man pushed to those limits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, where should we go from here? Um, I feel like, hmm, I guess uh, we haven't touched on on Miho, the daughter, very much. Mm-hmm. Interesting character. I think, um, I don't know, just it's it's interesting to kind of go into Japanese culture about how um, Miho and Chijua grew up together, essentially, and Sugumo, you know, loves Chijua and he's kind of taken the father figure role because Chijua's father um, killed himself mm-hmm. with Harakiri and so he's kind of you know has this this responsibility to like show him the way take him under his wing and you know he has this love for him and you know asks him to to marry Miho and yeah it was just kind of interesting like the whole t- kind of arranged marriage thing but not really but you know so so Remember, he gets approached earlier uh, by another mm-hmm. man 
who I guess is of some influence, right? He's sort of from a more affluent family. And he and he kind of says, "I'm not going to sell my daughter for, for money." You know what I mean? And then he, yeah. and yeah, then the guy, the guy comes back to him and says, "Well, you know, you got to get with the times." <laughs> That's what he told him. <laughs> he told him, you know, like you gotta, you gotta do everything you can to, uh, stay affluent and stay successful, like in the times, which is kind of interesting. Like, just. No matter no matter what times it is, there's always that bullshit of being uh, forced into some certain things so you can get power. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, traditions, yeah. Just, the, just the traditions. Like I, I'm, I'm sure that that was uh, commentary on something that was happening in 1962, just like it was in the 1680s. You know, so it it's kind of shows that nothing under the sun is new and it's the same hmm. kind of bullshit that they're always trying to keep you down and make you sacrifice your family, your lives for any kind of honor, you know? And, and he yeah. didn't want to do that. It's like another facade, but he wasn't yeah. buying it. You yeah. know, he was like, yeah. not going to do that, which yeah. is, you know, a real strength of the character. Like, it's it's just crazy, like the whole samurai honor thing, and then none of them have it, but he does. And uh, what's the name of the the son-in-law? Matome. Uh, Matome Chijua. Matome. Matome Chijua. Yeah. Chijua. Yeah, and he he has it, and they're like the only people that that have it. Yeah. It seems. You know? Right. Which and is, that's what I I love too. Like they they are the ones who have it, but they also are so like. I don't know if wise is the right word. They're, they're so pushed to their limits where they'll, they'll even do things to kind of sacrifice some of the samurai honor, like selling your samurai sword. Right? right. And like, they have all of this honor, but they're, you know, that's like, and even, even Sagumo, he's like, he finds out that Chijiwa sold his samurai swords. And he was like, wow, I never even thought to do that. Yeah. You know, right. like, yeah. Don't do that. And, you know, and, and he's like mad at himself for not have thinking to do exactly. that. Exactly. You know, they're into the samurai way, but they're cognizant enough, self-aware enough that even they know the pieces of that that are bullshit. Like, yeah. the swords are not more important than your family, than, you know, these lives of people that you love. And it's it was, I mean, that stuff just blew me away. Because you can, you can relate that to, like, anything in the current days. It'd be yeah. like people who go super hard into their career, right? And they kind of forget about like family and and you know the important values and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it goes all kinds of ways. But the relatability of the movie, dude. Maybe this is why I didn't think that it it, it didn't feel very old to me. Like mm -hmm. maybe it's because it was so relatable. I don't know. Yeah, and, and even that is what resonated me with me a lot is that push against like the norm. I guess like push against tradition. It's like even now, like just like small stuff at work or something is like, oh, that's just how we always did it. It's like, why? Like, there's obviously this easier, like more efficient way to do this. Yeah. But they don't want to try something because it's just like different. You know what I mean? This is the fear of the change. The only thing that they didn't, <laughs> the only thing that bugged me was they had that same, a lot of Asian cultures always worship men over women. Like when, when his daughter was dying he like didn't even care. He cared about the kid more, and I think it was because it was a male, and it was, it was kind of uh, an heir for his 
you know, family. And I thought that was kind of a little oh, old, yeah. old and it reminds me of, Yeah, it reminds me of like Godfather's like, I wish, I hope your baby is masculine. masculine. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. That yeah. was the only thing yeah. that rubbed me the wrong way, that, that he seemed mm-hmm. to care way more for even uh, Motome than, than his own daughter when, when he was dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that, like, did you guys uh, get that vibe at all? Yeah, yeah sure. I didn't think about it in that way, but when that, like, so that was probably the only part of the story that I tried to, like, predict was, like, oh, she's going to be sick or something. Yeah. And, like, she was, but that wasn't the focus. It was, no, Kingo is sick, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is the thing. Yeah, and, like, like look how much Sugumo is lost, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that right. felt, like, not a twist, but, like, it went away I didn't expect it to. Um, and I don't normally try to predict movies. I think it's kind of, I don't know, it takes away from the magic or whatever. But um, in that case, I was just like, oh, she's sick. And it was like, yeah, but not. that's not important. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is, it did feel weird, I guess, now that you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really put that together. But now that you do mention it, yeah, he's he's really, like, really concerned about Kingo. And, and maybe, I mean, to be fair, I we hadn't brought up Miho's character at all because she's not super focal like she's not this the focal point of the yeah, film at all yeah, yeah. Um, she has very few scenes i feel too yeah. i mean she's in she's there but yeah. like that's about it you know yeah like taryn said it, it's almost like if she was there to demonstrate like oh this is just another thing that sugomo lost you know mm-hmm. like right. as yeah. opposed to like yeah. she's actually a character that's you know and that's blood I don't know. yeah it's it's just right. that's just that's how that asian culture is i know I know firsthand, like right. a lot of you know, they always care for the son and how it's gonna keep the family, carry on the family, carry on the family line, and all the success and everything. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. though. Yeah, it's funny to yeah. think about that. She's literally the only woman in this whole movie, and she has like no lines almost. Even when it's on her face, yeah. she's just motion emotionless, mm-hmm. looking yeah. at her fucking. Besides when she's crying, of course, but like yeah. Her husband just died, and she's just sitting there. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Very secondary. Like every time she's in frame, it's like another character is overshadowing her. Like even a dead character, right? Like even Motome is <laughs> more important in that scene almost than she is. Like her mourning for him is more like, oh shit, like he's dead, you know, and he, you know, them finding that out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but I, I want to touch back. We we talked a little bit about um, just earlier about how they're almost more like basically there, there's this there's this thing with with law like the, the samurai law and the, the way of the samurai and then actual morality and i think that is just such a timeless theme that we're even experiencing today right like what is what is legal and, and what is moral and it's something that we've we've always went through as a society with the whole civil rights movement like all of these things you know were illegal at one point and now they're you know now they're not now you know, it's, so it's kind of, it's so cool to see, you know, like James said, there's no such thing as like a new story, right? Like we've always been dealing with this and we always will, but what the law is telling us, what the, the samurai code is telling us and what is real for our families, for the things that really matter. And so like for that, it's just, it brings this really cool layer to the movie, I think. And it's a timeless yeah. issue. This was like the one thing that I did read about this, not even necessarily this movie, but this director is that he 
he was basically like quoted saying, yeah, I, pretty much all my stuff has to do with questioning authority in some way. Mm-hmm. And you can totally get that here. Yeah, I've never seen anything else he's done, but um, I'd be curious to, like I'd be open to it. It yeah. was, it was really interesting. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely was. Yeah. And another thing that kind of echoed like current times and stuff is just like, the healthcare system <laughs> of America is like, oh, you're poor. Guess you'll die. Like it just, they just don't care, right? Yeah. Should have thought about that before you were poor, right? Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. kind of it's fucked it's... up. Yeah. Like this baby is just dying and like can't do anything without money. Like they literally right. say that, like we've yeah. done all we can. Yeah, and just like Sugama's, you know, his emotion when he's like, you, oh, you've called a doctor, right? Like you, he, a doctor's came to to look at him and. And like Chijua's just shame that he's like, I literally fucking can't. Like I can't, I cannot afford it. You know, it's just so it's heavy. Yeah. yeah. I I mean I don't have any like knowledge of the Japanese healthcare system, but if it's anything like ours, then yeah, I'm sure it's you know. I wonder, yeah, and I wonder how it was like literally in the 1600s, right? Like how it's <laughs> like same thing. Got no first, gold. Oh, Personal man. doctor, where you just called a house doctor in, and like they worked. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I wonder. It was so. One of the funny scenes was like when the the main samurai guy who cuts the head off when he mm-hmm. goes when he goes to fight him in his house, he's like, "Let's not fight inside because if I cut this beam down, it's gonna be like an inconvenience to your landlord." <laughs> it was just like so <laughs> weird. I was like. Nice guy. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, I'm not just leave a note. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> it was just, I, I don't know, random thought. Oh, but. Yeah. That was weird. I, and I, I like, I guess when I was watching it, I was like, is he saying it that he doesn't want to ruin his house or that he like, that it would be too hard to fight in a house? I don't know. Yeah. It, it was a little was, bit yeah. of both. Yeah. Practical reasons. It's like, yeah. if I swing this way, it'll hit the fucking ceiling or whatever. If I swing this way, there's pillars in the way. So like, we can't and it was fight like here. An, an insult to him being poor. Like you have a small oh, house. Oh, you can't fight in here. Yeah. Wow. Your house is so small. Clearing. I can't even kill you in it. What yeah, exactly. Like? Yeah. No. Man, interesting. What's so so great that he gets his uh, his justice. Yeah, and I think sure. um, that's kind of the next like really big thing in the, this movie is like his vendetta, like his mm-hmm. you know going on the hunt and really fun. Like again, I, I, I was not maybe... expecting a vendetta. I thought he was just gonna kill himself and whoop to do. I thought I really did. I, I, was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, I oh was... shit. Damn. Yeah, and and that the iconic hat, like just it was just yeah, was... it gave you a lot that you really wanted. I think one thing is like I, maybe my caveman brain wanted more action, like more like yeah, let's fucking see this shit. Like let's have this really cool, intense samurai sword fighting scene because we know samurai are so such swords masters, and we didn't super get that. But I don't know if it was a, it was a product of the choreography in the time that they it was difficult to make those type kind of shots. Right. Um, I felt like it was like realistic. You felt like every single uh, like slash of the sword had weight. It meant something, you know. One false move, you're fucking dead. Like it felt, yeah, it felt real. It felt real to me. Yeah. Like I was, it was very slow. Like yeah. it wasn't insane. That and like they said, they just didn't have a lot of experience. Like even if they were master swordsmen, they were swimming on land. Like they hadn't right. seen battle. And Sugumo's old. Like he's right. an old, <laughs> he's an old yeah. guy. 
Yeah, well, I mean, Maybe. one of one of those guys, one of the three guys that he cuts the tail off, he's straight up being a coward. He's straight up hiding around the corner. He's waiting for him mm. to like peek peek around the corner, and that what what does he do? I don't fucking know how did he, he runs at him right. He he ends up, I love that scene. He, he runs at him and it just cuts it cuts to the next thing because he you just know that he fucking owned his ass, right? Oh, okay. Um I don't know. I thought know. he showed up behind him. No, that was a different him. guy. It was like a distraction, I think. It was a totally different guy, and then he ran down like that. I thought it showed them cutting off the top knots of the first two, but not the just the second one, I think. I don't know. But one okay. of them was fighting real dirty. He was even like biting his hand, like doing all kinds of That was of the second oh, one. That was, was the, the second, second one that it shows you oh, cut okay. it off. Shows okay. him cut it off. Yeah. 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 So cool. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe my maybe I'm just like used to the stupid movies that I was talking shit about earlier, like the two thousand or two thousand ten where it's like Jason Bourne where the fucking camera's <laughs> all over the goddamn place and like yeah. you can't tell what's going on. You're like, this is action. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. like snapping necks and shit like that. Uh, yeah. I yeah. that was one of the like very first things that I thought about after the movie ended. I was like, you know, the fighting like left a lot to be desired, but now that I think about it, I'm like, I'm not really that mad about it. Yeah. Like it was it seems intentional in some ways i'm sure it was a limitation of the times product of the time yeah yeah, yeah. but if it was like uber insane like because think about like kill bill right oh, it's yeah. like so over the top ridiculous mm-hmm. that it doesn't i mean it's like cool i guess it's interesting to watch it's like kind of insane but it right. doesn't hold the same weight almost like it's not as powerful i guess yeah i was gonna say like the lack of violence makes it more powerful right yeah like that sure. first dude that he fights like it just cuts to nothing like the next scene or whatever and like you just like this guy got his ass beat you just like can picture whatever he did in your mind and it's probably cooler than what they could have done right mm-hmm. and then like that the last fight in the field or whatever it just i don't know like every clash just felt so good compared to like the whole last scene which felt a lot more weird in my mind mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it was it, yeah that the whole last scene is like choreographed like each each like samurai does a move together or like whoever are those guys samurai too i guess yeah right yeah and yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's slow again though everyone's like fuck we want to get out of here alive you know we don't want to get our finger cut off by this old crazy ass guy <laughs> yeah yeah, it's also interesting too. Like Sagumo, you know, straight up says that he's like, "You could have all your guys turn on me, but I, maybe some of them will be injured, and maybe some of them will even die." And it's just like, it's cool Dude. how he kind of threatens that, and the it, way and he says that, too. yeah, like his guttural voice when he says like some, maybe some will die. Like that part is so badass, and the wind is kicking in, and it's just like building like excitement and hype and shit yeah so good man. Dude, i think it's like the, lang- the japanese language is just so much more powerful than english and maybe it's just like we're i don't know we're english so it's just normal to us but like even watching like the little anime that i do watch in japanese and like this movie like when they just when they talk like nani like it's just so guttural it's just like it's really just powerful it's like moving yeah um mm-hmm. So yeah, really, really fun, really cool. Um, I think to to kind of go back to like about how you know Jay was saying like every every blow, or maybe it was Taryn, like every blow is very calculated, very you know like 
it's 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 slow like especially on that 1v1 and that's kind of i know this movie wasn't the, the movie that was directly related uh that george lucas was inspired by that was another one that was on the gauntlet but you just see that like with the the original trilogy of star wars how things are kind of more methodical and and then the the second trilogy where yoda's doing backflips all over the fucking place and it's like you know, it's just like so much different. It's kind of going yeah. away from that samurai type of fighting style where it's very much calculated strikes and blows. And Yeah, know. which is so weird because I feel like Phantom Menace has like the dual fates, right? Where the things come up and things kind of pause and like they kind of meditate and seethe in their own way. And there was a little bit of samurai stuff there. And then they just completely throw that shit out in yeah. the <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a big rabbit hole to to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about, I like, I was about I like to say something. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The next time we're gonna go into a samurai movie, so I figured let's talk. Let's just briefly touch Star Wars because you know yeah. I'm just trying no. to connect the Phantom Menace to as many episodes as possible. Oh, right. Yes. yes. Oh my god. I'll throw one out. That's a direct connection. Is these Japanese period pieces are called Jedi Gekis? Jedi. Does that sound familiar? Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Literally cool. just grab that shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, you had a, something else to say kind of about, I don't know if it's directly related with this movie, but just like about Westerns, like American. Oh, know, yeah. Western so, uh, thing, which I watched is a really cool. Yeah. I watched a really cool video about the history of American and Japanese cinema, like way back then, right? Mm -hmm. In America. There's all kinds of bullshit with the Hollywood or whatever, but then finally after World War II, Jap Japan, they started being able to make whatever they wanted. It didn't have to be some like wartime propaganda stuff. So they borrowed from Western movies and then they made these samurai movies and then Westerns, like what you know as Westerns, borrowed from samurai movies. So they're like very similar. Like yeah. Fistful of Dollars, have you heard of that? You've, that's like a big Western, right? Yeah. yeah it's basically... A retelling of a samurai movie like there's a few of those like it's so interesting like i want to watch yeah. them just to see you know yeah and just the central theme about westerns is a lot of them are about like revenge and like going on these yeah. kind of vendettas that's a very very big theme of it and that's what we have here but but we don't know it until like two-thirds through the movie that it's a vendetta which is so fun like you know yeah. james said about the breadcrumbs where you're just like it leads into this thing where it's just Initially, you're like, okay, this movie's cool, I get it. And then it just explodes at the end, and you're like, oh, all of this has meaning and purpose. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. really cool. Even like the, like, you know, the duel, the Western duel, one, two, three, two, one, mm -hmm. draw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got the same vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. slow, calculated. So, do you think that uh, Japanese people watch Western movies and are like, "Dang, those American accents yeah. you know, match your <laughs> match are, are cool," <laughs> like how we think they're they're at, like the oh, nani, like yeah. you think they think our stuff's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, except we're just like, hey, Foster, you know, hey, so lame. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alleywag. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I just I recently little livers and talawags. It's funny you mentioned like Western voices. I recently rewatched A Star Is Born, and dude, Sam Elliott, his oh. voice, like, oh it's just like everything he says. It's just molasses. It's just like yeah. so smooth, <laughs> like smooth but like guttural, and it's just like, oh man, if every American talked like Sam Elliott, I'd be like, wow, English is badass, like. 
<laughs> so maybe it's just like you know that's Suguma's character. Suguma is like the Sam Elliott of Japanese language, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of fucking Americans who have cool ass voices yeah. too. So, <laughs> but yeah. So I where are we? I mean, I think kind of we we you know alluded a lot to the last scene where you know I think it was very choreographed and like it's just it's always frustrating to watch a movie where there's 50 people versus one guy and it's just everyone attacks one by one right and it's seeing that and then again that's like one of the longer probably the longest fight scene in the movie where i'm just like oh god it's it's kind of for me i mean again this is 1962 but i'm just like this is a little played like i know it probably wasn't at the time but yeah i'm just like oh man I'm, yeah there's, I'm, there's like a few times where there's a blade like inches from his back where it's like yeah. oh you just stab him he's gone he's done but they yeah, just don't yeah. do anything and then he runs away and then like it just keeps like going <laughs> he's all limping on his sword <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah. running yeah. around it does get hit, right? Yeah. Like it, it yeah. does happen. But okay, definitely. so then they beat his ass, and then they all pull out the rifles, and then they fucking <laughs> oh, firing dude. squad him. And this going back to fucking Star Wars Episode Two, when or Star Wars Episode <laughs> Three, when Obi Wan Kenobi kills General Grievous. Spoiler alert! With the blaster, and then he says. What is so uncivilized? So uncivilized. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I made that joke that, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that Dude, at that's... the end of the movie they fucking went all uncivilized on his ass, showing that they're fucking cowards again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That Dude, threw me uh, off. I was like, what? I, I was like, what rifle? I was like, what the fuck did <laughs> yeah. guns get invented? I was like, what the <laughs> calculation meme what's funny is yeah. also um so in indiana jones harrison ford does the same shit with that that guy with the i don't know which which one it is that guy with the the scimitar he's just like swinging around and then harrison ford just bang right <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they did that because harrison ford like had fucking diarrhea that day and did not want to shoot that scene like I'm, I'm not kidding. It's like <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Wow. Diarrhea. Yeah, they're straight up. Uh, uh, character really well. Right. In addition, to that. but yeah, maybe that's Harrison Ford. I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and like it works. You're just like, why wouldn't he just shoot this motherfucker? Like he has like, a pistol on his hip. But yeah. So one thing about yeah. this fight scene that I just didn't know, like it, and this is where my ignorance will shine. But like they focus a lot on the like. I don't even know what to call it, like the sigil of the house mm -hmm. on the wall. And, oh, yeah. you know, they showed a shot of it being clean and then they showed a shot of it getting blood on it. And yeah. I'm just not sure the importance of that or the impactfulness of that. I'm oh, sure yeah. there's something there. I wonder, I wonder. Yeah, that could be, could be like yeah. a little bit of blood on their family. Blood yeah, on getting blood on their yeah. I kind of saw that as like sweeping all the shit under the rug. It's like, this didn't happen. Like, this is what it's supposed to be kind of thing. Like, just clean, mm -hmm. whatever. But, yeah, because they're they're like raking that that area and like they find the knots and they're just like, oh, let's just throw all this shit away. You know, yeah. like, they died of illness. Yeah. Uh, everything's yeah. fine. Fucking Which cowards. Is, dude, that was so interesting too. Like these three guys who were humiliated, right? They got their top knots whacked off, which is like in 2020 still like a you know if you're rocking a top knot you know there's, <laughs> there's some questions there but 
you know, they they do the honorable thing. They commit Harakiri, but nobody will know that, right? Yeah. Do do all? Of, I thought only one did. One and then doesn't. The other I think. Ordered. Oh, one doesn't. They all did. The, some of them. One are definitely ordered. doesn't. Yeah. Some of them, either one or two of them, are are ordered to. Like, yeah, I thought they forced some or. But one of them, one or two of them, for sure, did it themselves. Like, yeah, yeah. right. Because that's how you know, fucking shameful that that's is. That's shameful. Yeah. Now. <laughs> and at any, you know, in any respect, like they ultimately come full circle back to the honorable thing to do, but nobody's ever going to know that. And there's another facade put up of like, nope, they died of illness. Like even they mm-hmm. don't get the satisfaction of. Yeah, that like betrays their whole thing. Is like you did the honorable thing, but like no one's gonna know. So did it? Did it really count? Quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. Probably not. Yeah. And well, whatever way you you know, pun intent not intent, cut it. Uh, <laughs> you know, harakiri slice it. Whatever the phrase. Harakiri yeah. is n- it doesn't sound like fun to me. So. Oh yeah. You no, know thanks. to have it you, to do it. I mean, I guess you know if it's out of shame, is it really? hard carry i don't know but uh yeah brutal it was brutal yeah and that's kind of the thing you know cutting the top knot off is is almost a fate worse than death right because it's just how shameful it is but i think it's it kind of to give some credit to the to the samurai who did com- commit harakuri without being ordered to it's like integrity right it's like they they know how things work like they know that they're probably going to brush this under the rug they know how the the system works but like they they're doing it for themselves because that's one another theme in this is like their religion and their, their culture like they firmly firmly believe in an afterlife it's not a question to them where like you know they talk about how kingo died and then miho died and it's almost as if she was chasing after him and like it's you know it yes afterlife is a thing for them right and yeah. so the integrity to actually commit harakiri to save whatever honor you might have left you know respectable that's a yeah. good point i guess i didn't think about that a lot but it makes a ton of sense like uh when uh i'm forgetting the name now matame matome matome chijiwa yeah chijiwa's dad he's like tells you know the main character like hey is there anything you want me to tell whoever had died previously right that was oh no it's a different guy yeah yeah. and is there anything you want me to tell chijiwa's dad when Mm -hmm. i go just casually before he commits seppuku himself so right yeah Yeah. and then like when they change chijiwa into the more esteemed robes or whatever it's like you can't go there looking like that basically right which is interesting um yeah yeah, no that, that makes a ton of sense to me yeah i kept thinking back to like in i guess viking kind of culture maybe some other mm-hmm. shit is like if you don't die in battle you're not going to valhalla like you're just not like so you have to like do this thing in order to have a good afterlife or whatever right yeah yeah that's kind of what i was that. mentioning in the beginning about like the yeah, yeah yeah where you know if 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 you're really old and you're no longer fit to to battle but you were a viking warrior you have to kill yourself like that's the way into valhalla is killing yourself like by jumping yeah. off of a fucking cliff which is interesting going back to how you're saying, like, you know, the the main character is a guy with nothing to lose, but he does have something to gain in his mind, which is going to see his family again, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 
Yeah, he even says, he's like, I can't face Chijua knowing that I didn't do something, like that I didn't do something in your honor. And again, completely dismisses Miho, right? Like, he's just like, <laughs> this is for my son-in-law. Damn, so, that's true. I couldn't face that. Yeah. Feels bad. Which, now that James said that, I'm like, bad. Oh, damn, this patriarchy here. Poison the well, man. Shit. So, okay, let's talk about this. The My favorite, <laughs> probably my favorite thing in the whole movie, right? The So they kind of intro a few things, and then they cut to the, like, classic... Let's show the actors' names. Let's show the name of the movie. And it's a lot of establishing shots of the house, oh, right? The family house and stuff. The music in the whole, oh, in the whole movie yeah. is kind of crazy, kind of wild. But uh, they keep showing the suit of armor, right? Yeah. yeah. Samurai armor, the symbol of of the house. Samurai in its, mm-hmm. in its whole. Yeah, the house holds oh, this yeah. armor as like an esteemed thing, right? Yeah. And in the last battle, like... Oh, what's the main character's name? I don't want to like say this. Sugumo. Sugumo picks up the armor, uses it to defend himself, and then just throws it aside. Yeah. He's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm a real samurai. And the light literally, boom, pins on him mm-hmm. like a spotlight. If you guys didn't catch that, you should go back oh, and watch yeah. this. Actually, it didn't literally hones in on him and he commits Harakiri yeah. right after tossing the suit of armor away. And I was like, this is fucking amazing (laughs) yeah so beautiful like just what that suit of armor represented to to or what it's supposed to represent and just how he's like no this is what a fucking samurai is yeah you know the samurai is literally a shallow empty experience of what a yeah of a samurai is but he's the full flesh the full blood guts and glory Oh that, man, I'm crying in the movie. I was it's like, hype, dude. This is a good fucking movie. Like it, really <laughs> they cut his movie. ass and then they shot his ass. It was like, what the fuck? I know, dude. You know, uh, yeah. It plays a lot on. They they kill him and then it cuts to the counselor and they just kind of talk about that whole thing and you're just like, yeah, these motherfuckers. Like, yeah, he's writing. He's writing in the in the little ledger thing, kind of making notes of what happened that day. Totally yeah. the rich right history, you know? Fabricating yep. it all. Yep. Yeah. That's, that was just another day that they never talk about. And infuriating again. I was just like, are you fucking serious? That was so badass. Which is kind of like a, 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 a bittersweet ending. It's kind of sad, huh? For sure. True, yeah. yeah. Boy, yeah. So that pretty much wraps up like the actual contents of the movie. Do we have. Any final thoughts? Any anything that we want to talk about before we get into the ratings? I just want to shout out the duel scene because it's so cool, man. Okay. The wind, yeah, the, the wind. angles that oh, they yeah. shoot him at, yeah. like it's yeah. so intense. Like the blades hit like two or three times, and it's like intense all the time. I fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it kind of goes back to like just <laughs> not having. Not having all the the you know or any CG at the time, but not not having to rely on that, and they're just like, what do we have to work with? It's ways to get creative, like the sound, you know, like let's really focus on the sound and just the the impact that everything has. We talked about like the zooming in, how just impactful that is, and it's it's shown throughout this whole film. The different stances they take, the fucking Wakanda looking ass thing, like yeah. the oh, way yeah. they stand and stuff. What was that? I was like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's gonna get his so fucking cool, hands cut dude. off. So badass. 
And like the way he explains it later, he's like, I use the wind to my advantage. Like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I fucking use the wind to break his blade in half. Like, so cool, dude. I can't get over it. Love it. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Yeah. Anything else, Jay, James, anything you want to add into before we jump in? Before we jump into ratings, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new segment where we rate whether or not we can fumble in the film. (laughs) Can you? So let me ask you, Adrian, is this a movie that you could drink to? Oh, man. Um, I feel like... (laughs) I could be sipping while I'm watching this movie. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's not okay. Here's the issue: is that it is in Japanese, so maybe <laughs> yeah. you know, subtitles will buzz. But I, I would say that this movie is like not super hard to follow. But that's not that's a. I think that's a good thing. I think storytelling is like a central um, focal point on this movie, where and it's done very well. It's it's not necessarily super linear, but it's done so you know exactly what's happening. Like, I was concerned, I was a little worried that I was going to be confused by this movie, but mm-hmm. I didn't really find myself confused at all, so okay. I could be drunk watching this. Okay. Okay. Can I go next? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So I just... Okay, so I agree. The first, maybe fourth or third, is very confusing to me because of the names, all the names that we names. throw at you. A lot of names. But, like, <laughs> literally just now I'm thinking... I wonder if you turn off all subtitles and just watch. I feel like you could still understand what's happening. Mm. I don't know how much weight mm. there is to that, but like, because oh. you see it, you see their facial expressions, you see the flashbacks, like, oh, they were together, like, okay. obviously yeah. these two people had a baby, blah, blah, blah. Baby. Like, that's cool. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, right. I think you can drink. I think you're right. You could still follow this movie without without subtitles. Like, you know what's happening. So Jay, oh, you, you, you can fumble. You can fumble, Jay. I well, I 100% thought Taryn was going to say no because he's <laughs> the only person who's seen it more than once, uh, right? Like, I feel like the first time why. you watch a movie like this, you're taking inventory. You're like, who are these people? Yeah. Okay, let me get the story straight. Let me get the character names. Got it. Then you watch it again, and you can dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, but at, at the same time. The thing they just said, if you turn off subtitles, you probably could. You probably yeah. could get an understanding of what's going on, which I think is a good thing. Like, yeah. Here's what I'll... Go ahead, sorry. It's, Adrian was saying it's, it's, a, it's like a simple story, which is like the world mean, needs more simple things. Like there's a lot of... If you do a simple thing really well... Mm-hmm. It works, yeah, yeah, and yeah. which is like a lesson in art classes that we got a lot. Which is, you know, the keep kiss it simple, stupid. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> if you can do that really well, it just hits a. It's it, interestingly enough. I read this thing today in this book that I got that it says, you know, the extraordinary is just the ordinary with a little extra, right? <laughs> That's hundred percent what this nice. was. Yeah. Ah. Huh. And I think I, I want to touch on, you know, we, you, you guys talked a lot about like trying to get the names together. We we had that issue with The Godfather when we did that episode. Oh, true. Where it was just like there was so many fucking names. But in The Godfather, I feel like the names were kind of more important. Like in this movie, That's you true. could just throw the names out. You could say grandfather, son-in-law, daughter, son, and true. then the council. Like, like they the don't house have, or whatever. Yeah, yeah the house yeah. council. You don't really need to know. Okay. To understand okay. it. Maybe to talk about it, you should know their names, but yeah. to understand it, you know what's going on. Huh. 
right, yeah. James. I, I don't know if I would drink during this movie. I already had <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no because I, I, I was honest with you guys. I watched tried to watch this twice and I fell asleep both times. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure that I would be able to uh, sit through it. Not not shading the movie itself, but maybe just yeah. my own willpower. <laughs> No, I was like, I, if drinking makes you sleepy like me, then probably yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I gave an answer to that question specifically. Oh, I don't but think I would, you did. Yeah. Now that you say it, yeah, uh, I don't think I would drink for this one. Yeah. Not in the first go. Maybe in another go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's okay. fair. Yeah, that's I, I would agree with that. Because like Terrence said, the beginning is like, okay, who is everyone? But so yeah. confusing. Yeah. They ex- like once they explain it, everything starts to make perfect sense. And it's, you know. By the end, you're like, okay, I got it. This yeah. is this guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, so now that we've we are about fifty fifty on whether or not to watch this movie drunk, I would also I would say if you're going to watch the movie for the first time, probably do it sober. <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know if you're always like wanting to watch movies drunk, but if you are, well, give this one a watch. <laughs> sober first. Start drinking it halfway through, maybe, and you'll be okay. Yeah, maybe halfway through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right, so let's jump into the ratings. I went last last time. I'll go ahead and go first this time. Um, this movie, you know, after I watched it, again, before I watched it, I was like, I have no idea where my expectations are. I've never seen a movie from 1962, this fucking samurai movie. So I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, after I was watching it, it's funny, every movie we do, every time we run a gauntlet, I have a particular movie in mind that I want to win, and it never wins. And then after we're watching it, I'm like, I'm glad this one actually won. <laughs> and that's how I felt with this because I was just like watching it. I was like, I'm glad I'm watching this movie. Yeah. Like I was just like, I'm into this. I, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think just to touch on the cinematography that we went on a little bit, the, the zooming, just the music, how it was just like, just, it, it felt like, oh, it was just like intense. It was just like somebody just strumming it fucking yeah. like so aggressively. And yeah. it's just, they used all of these techniques because they didn't have, you know, what we have today. And, and this is such a great movie about storytelling, about, you know, just timeless issues about questioning law, questioning what is authority and what is morality. And, and that's always going to be relevant. And I think this movie does such a good job at, at explaining that. It's so fun. Man, this movie's so good. It's it's a nine point three for me. Whoa, I, I loved it. I love it. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And I love it even go. more, especially after talking about this. Cool. After the stuff that everyone said, like I, it made me love it more. Nice. So let's okay. jump it over to Taryn. Yeah, I want to go before I forget everything because yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was so nervous after. We did the gauntlet last week. I was like, dude, fuck. These guys are... I don't know if they're going to like it. I feel like such an idiot for like even suggesting this, blah, blah, blah. Stupid. I couldn't even remember like a lot of the shit that happened the first time watching it. And I watched it again. After I finished it, I was like, nah, this movie's fucking cool. Like, <laughs> I, ho- I hope they like it because it's really... I like it a lot more. But yeah, man, like... <clears throat> as a first samurai movie go at it, whatever, like... Mm-hmm. Going in expecting just action most of the time and then not getting it, I was so happy. Like, like uh, if it was full of action, like it would have been like fine or whatever, but like this more dramatic take on it is just so much more thoughtful and like 
just made it more impactful like on me like in generally right um like the i feel like halfway through it kind of slows down way too much when they're in the the flashback of talking about them being sick and stuff like that but like before and after like it's just like non-stop intensity like you're like what is gonna happen right so i'm gonna go ahead and give this movie an 8.7 Nice. Okay. So, what did you say, Adrian? I already forgot. I said a 9.3. 9.3? Okay. Yeah, I went real high with this one. I'd say, out of the three that I've seen, this is definitely the best samurai movie I've seen. Oh, wow. Nice. Out of the few. Nice. I, I'm notorious for rating movies really high, I though, can so, go don't. next if you All right. like. James, take it over, James. Yeah, so, like, totally blown away by what they were able to do with the time. I think this is when I think. This is like really because I've been thinking about writing some stuff and like how to engage in an audience. And I think that this is going to be one of the things that I reference during nice. writing because I think this movie for me is like it's it's I'm putting it as a pinnacle of getting the audience involved and making them curious as to what's happening. Just like I said with the breadcrumbs. That stuff was like really cool with me, like really cool. And then just being able to show this hard, hardened uh, samurai and then show his goofy, funny side, like and just how he's human and a dad. Like I was like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that at all. Like <laughs> I wasn't expecting that from this movie. And like that was just like so, I guess, refreshing to see. Like, I don't know, I guess maybe we just kind of carried like stereotypes for these kind of movies and like this culture, maybe, maybe that's where we come. Like maybe that's how we view this, but everything about this movie was just like different than what I was expecting. But the, the shots, the music was terrifying. I don't know why it was just so fucking oh, yeah. loud. So good. It was so loud in the beginning. I was like, what the hell's going on? But just like the whole morality like complex that they had in the whole movie was just very topical. This is definitely a classic. It's it's going to I think it's aged incredibly. Like it it, yeah. it's going to be there forever and people are going to see this and be like damn shit still sucks <laughs> shit <laughs> life, life still you know yeah. life, what it's, life, it's 30 it's number 33 on imdb oh that's a mention that highest yeah. rated movies of all time wow like, all yeah. time but 33 that's yeah it's it's just gonna be continually looked at and i think it's an 8.5 for me solid yeah. Nice. All right. It's 8.5 from James. Jay, take it away. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always hard to go last in ratings because <laughs> all the things that you want to say. Yeah, but sorry. I, no, you know, it's just there's this movie. So in the past, other movies, I've watched them. And right after watching it, I tend to like give it a score in my mind that I think I'm going to, you know, say beforehand and then i let the conversation kind of uh influence my score at the end but with this movie i didn't want to do that i didn't want to give it a score because i wanted to i wanted to let it sink in a little bit i wanted to talk about it because there's so much here 
but the story's so simple, but it goes so deep. And like James yeah. said, it's like a great influence for writing for things going forward. Like more things should pull from movies like this, like where the substance is real and there's it's not much right. flash. There's almost no flash even. Yeah. But the substance carries so much more than the Flash ever could, right? The storytelling, right, amazing. The cinematography is amazing. The lighting is amazing. The symbology is amazing. Like, all these things came together where, you know, I was watching this movie. I was put in a place where I just didn't have expectations. I was like, I've never seen a Japanese movie of this age, of this type. I've never seen like a real samurai movie. If you count Kill Bill, you know, seeing this movie, I'm like, Kill Bill's not. (laughs) But like, uh, you know, all those things combined, I just went into it and was like, all right, let's kind of see what happens, which is really the beauty of the show is like, there is that like startup cost of like, I'm, I have to like sit down and watch this movie and I have no idea if it's going to be good or not. And we'll just see what happens. And sometimes it pays off beautifully. And this was one of those times, you know, that makes me so Uh, happy, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was so nervous. And I know you were nervous, which is interesting, right? That's like, I was nervous for you. (laughs) I was too. I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm probably not going to like this shit. (laughs) That was sick as fuck. Like, Hell yeah. You know, everybody's given their scores before me, so maybe there's influence there. But I think I'm gonna give this just a clean and even 9.0. Cool. Nice. Nice. Saw it coming. Saw it coming. All (laughs) right. So we have a collective score of an 8.87. Not quite Fumbler Hall of Ah. Fame worthy. Um, you're the one who rated it low, bro. I get right at high. What the hell, Jay? I should have just given uh, a solid 10. Just to, uh, um, no, but I think like, like Jay was kind of saying, is like I waited, I didn't have really a rating in my head. And once we really got into everything that we talked about, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a masterpiece. This is a good fucking movie. Like, and it's like James said, it's an instant classic. Or not instant, it's a 1960s. <laughs> um, yeah, any any last thoughts that we want to get out before we hop into the, the outro here? I think we've said all of you. just want to shout out the cover of the movie, like the poster. It's hard to describe because we're on an audio thing with no visuals or whatever, but like mm-hmm. it says Harakiri, and then there's like a red cross, like that's real jaggedy and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's that's like a nice white background with the red cross and the black harakiri and then i like realized today i was like that is like the cut yeah, of a harakiri the cut. <laughs> yeah. i was like that oh, is fucking cool man i just wanted to shout yeah. it out yeah yeah that is really cool that's awesome nice all right guys well thank you guys so much for tuning in today we really appreciate it be sure you are following us on all of our socials you can find all of those at thumbfumblers.com also, leave us a rating on anywhere you can leave ratings on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere. Please be sure to follow us on Twitch and hit that bell and make sure you know when we are going live. Kind of getting close to uh, affiliate there, so really important to follow us on Twitch and all of our socials. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, next week, we will be doing... Oh, what is it? The Royal Ten of Bombs. Royal Ten of Bombs, Wes Anderson. So again, follow our, our uh, socials to find out when exactly we're going to be going live on that. And yeah, thanks so much, guys. Have a great rest of your night. Later. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.